Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. So we're moving from hair, and the one thing we didn't also mention about hair loss is that sometimes it has to do with your diet, and I'm sure that Celine Bernstein, Professor Celine Bernstein, is going to be talking about that as well. Um, I know, you know, I'm a vegetarian, so sometimes I suffer from anemia, and as soon as my iron levels are compromised, what starts to happen? My hair starts to fall out. So there's so many things, right? I mean, it's so many things that we need to look at, but a first port of call always is what you're eating, what you're consuming, what you are putting in your mouth and how you're exercising and moving your body. These kind of habits, whenever we talk to doctors, whenever we talk to people about optimizing health and, um, you know, dealing with different types of illnesses, it always points to how you're managing your stress, what you're eating, how you're moving and exercising, um, always going back to basics. So we haven't had Professor Celine Bernstein who's a functional medical nutritionist and integrative health and wellness practitioner on the show for a while. It's always a delight um, to have Celine on the show. We're going to be talking about fueling the fight, unearthing the powerful connection between nutrition and cancer prevention. Celine, welcome. So lovely to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Nikki. It's so nice to be back with you. I really enjoy talking to you. Me too. How are you, Celine? Keeping well, carrying on. I feel the world is still my oyster, so I'll continue with my consultations, my research, and help the community. You know, Celine, you and I, I mean, we used to have a weekly show years ago when I used to do a a daily show on High FM, and I learned so much from you. You would come onto the show, you would share your knowledge so generously, so patiently with everybody. And there were certain things that still today, you know, I'm aware of and um, I take the certain supplements. So just this wealth of knowledge that you always are, are so generous with sharing. When it comes to this connection between nutrition and cancer prevention, how, how do we start with that, Professor, uh, Celine? Well, for years of research and practice, I've come to understand that there are various factors from diet to environmental toxins. They all play pivotal roles in the development and recurrence of cancer. Now, while conventional approaches like chemo and radiation hold their place, functional medicine offers additional avenues, including ketogenic and fasting mimicking diets, as well as targeted supplementation. And that's the route I've been taking with great success. So, Celine, when someone is going um, on this journey and get, having going for all the tre- treatment, whether it's chemo or radiotherapy or whatever, um, immunotherapy, whatever it is, are you saying that they really should be considering a way of supporting their bodies through this process. And we talk about, you you mentioned about ketogenic, maybe you'll just explain, you spoke about supplements. If you can just unpack that a little bit. Okay, uh, I would never, a ketogenic is cutting down basically on high-carb eating. Because, you know, when you eat the white rice and you eat the corn and the mealies, they're very high. In sugar, so goes for mangoes, bananas, 
uh, grapes, etc. But I'm not going to remove any of the macronutrients, micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. I'm just going to lower the intake of the carbs and choose organic protein or meat, fish, chicken, whatever it is. And when you talk about uh, fasting, I would never fast a client immediately. I would go very slowly getting their diet right. And, of course, you can also have the legumes, which are high in carbs, but I would only allow that three times a week. So I've got to let you know that women can have to fast differently to men. That is very, very important because we need that progesterone at the end of our cycle, the 20 to 30 days, to add in the progesterone hormone-building foods. And that's where you could have your potatoes and your carrots and even a mango, whatever. But it's got to be organized by somebody that knows what they're doing. Mm, so interesting. It, it goes back to that. Um, it's not one size fits all. They, they, more and more and more doctors are saying each person is individual. The treatment that they give. And now you're saying, you know, if you're going to be fasting, looking at the progesterone, if you're a woman and being very specific to your body type, you know, who you are. So we, we're going to take a break, um, an ad break, um, Celine. After the break, let's look at women. You mentioned women and progesterone and fasting. Let's look at insulin and in, in estrogen and the role that they play in breast cancer. Mm. So a quick break. We'll be right back. High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. So just remember that is the 19th of November, um, and that's the wonderful Virgin Active 947 Rides Joburg. And it's not too late, you know, do it. It's going to be a pretty amazing race. I have Professor Celine Bernstein on the show, and we are looking at the interplay, the, 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 the part that our diet plays in our overall health. Um, and how changing our diet can have such an impact on how we feel. Um, just before the break, Celine was talking about if you're a woman, everyone talks about fasting, but a woman has to fast differently to a man because of progesterone. So I asked you, you know, to stay with the hormones and looking specifically at women, Celine, when we look at breast cancer. So does insulin and estrogen play a role in breast cancer? We find that achieving estrogen balance is so crucial. And the first step is to address insulin resistance. And that's a condition exacerbated by a modern diet, particularly excessive sugar consumption. And it's important to note that as insulin levels rise, so does estrogen. And that elevates the risk of breast cancer. And insulin resistance also leads to increased body fat, which in turn triggers the production of aromatase, an enzyme that converts hormones into estrogen. And this further heightens the risk, especially in postmenopausal women. I just want to explain what aromatase is. It's an enzyme. Yeah 
that converts androgens into estrogens and aromatase inhibitors can eliminate the production of estrogen. And doctors often give a woman for five years uh, after they've had the chemo, etc., something like tamoxifen, which is an aromatase inhibitor. But people don't know, which I've found amongst my clients, that when you're on tamoxifen, you should not have high vitamin C foods or even vitamin C because it increases the production of the estrogen in the ovaries. Just so say that again, Celine. Sorry. sorry, Celine, you're coming and going. Just oh, say okay. that again about the vitamin C that you should not have it when you're on. Want tamoxifen. You've got to be very, very careful because it has a negative effect on creating the workings of the aromatose inhibitor. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so that's very important. So there is this connection between insulin, and I'm putting it in layman's terms, there is this relationship between insulin and estrogen. So you say the higher your insulin, the higher your estrogen. And it's very important to be balancing the estrogen. And so what we can point to, what we can do is manage our sugar consumption. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely true. Especially a significant contributor to insulin resistance is high fructose corn syrup. And that is what they're using in products today because it's much cheaper. It's derived from cornstarch and is very high in fructose and often hides in the fast food, breakfast cereals and various other products. And recognizing and limiting our intake of high fructose corn syrup is a vital step in our journey towards cancer prevention. High fructose. Just give us an example of where you find it. You find it in fast foods. People must read labels. They will see high fructose corn syrup. Hmm. They'll find it in breakfast cereals and various other products. You have to read labels. This is very, very important. I've got to tell you something quite interesting. Yes. I often buy the purple and white cabbage from the supermarket that's cut up already. It's already washed. And I've been buying it for some time. And then the other day I said, let me look at the ingredients. And I saw that they added a preservative, sulfur dioxide. This annoyed me so much. So read labels. I won't buy that anymore. I rather buy the whole purple cabbage. I uh, do rinse it in a special rinse, and then I will chop it up. Hmm. So they put it on just to make sure it stays fresh for longer, and uh, we ha- we have to be Absolutely. aware of that. I yeah. make it sure now, even on the fresh produce, what we get. Hmm. We don't know. It's- what yeah, it's so hard, Celine. Yeah, it's so hard. We live in times where we we want the convenience, so we want to go where the cabbage is chopped up and where things are made for us. 
Um, but in doing that, very often there are additives, you know, there's things added to that, that food. And, and ultimately we suffer the consequences. Absolutely. And God forbid if you have the cancer, you have to go out of your way or get friends to help you to buy recognized organic foods. And even rinse your vegetables in a special rinse. You can get one from a health shop. It is frightening, I must tell you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Celine, and very good point that. Celine, do genetics and environmental toxins play a role in causing cancer? And I mean, environmental toxins would we call spraying our vegetables with this insect spray. Would that be seen as an environmental toxin? Yes, and definitely uh, I would call some of these things xenoestrogens, where uh, even the cream you use on your body, the deodorant, the toothpaste you use, has got all sorts of things in it. You've got to understand that genetics may load the gun, but it's your environment that pulls the trigger. And Mm -hmm. even with a familial history of cancer, we are not without agency, meaning we have the ability to make choices and take actions that can influence the course of events in our lives. And it encourages a sense of empowerment and suggests we have the capacity to shape our own destinies to some extent. Mm. So let's talk about environmental toxins, particularly xenoestrogens. They bind to estrogen receptors, intensifying cancer pathways. Our digestive health plays an unexpectedly significant role. So you need a balanced gut flora, which not only supports our immune system, but aids in the breakdown and elimination of estrogen, reducing the risk of exposure to harmful breakdown products. I do suggest a cancer patient should definitely be on a probiotic. That is absolutely essential. Wow, probiotics, important note there. Selim, we're going to take a break. Um, and then after the break, I'd love you to share some of your strategies um, with our listeners for cancer prevention. Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Welcome back to the show. I have uh, Professor Celine Bernstein, a functional medical nutritionist and integrative health and wellness practitioner on the show. Celine, we've got so much to discuss because I know that uh, Miguel Quintelo, who's an oncologist, said sometimes we spoil the efficacy of a treatment against cancer with a bad diet. Um, and I asked you to speak to strategies for cancer prevention. So we've got a couple more minutes. What would you like to focus on for the next few minutes before we have to end the show? Okay, I've spoken about cut back of sugar. Include protein in every meal and try and go for organic hormone-free meats and produce. It reduces the exposure of unwanted chemicals. Reduce toxins in your environment. Choose filtered water. Avoid plastic bottles and limit certain medications as they can affect your liver. And be mindful of household cleaners and cosmetics 
visit EWG for more information. Avoid food sensitivities. Dairy and gluten are common triggers for allergy and can lead to insulin resistance. And removing them helps heal inflammation, a key factor in chronic diseases including cancer. Prioritize anti-inflammatory foods. Include omega-3 rich foods like wild fish and flax seeds in your diet. Just out of interest, Nikki, you're a vegetarian. You yes. must add a tablespoon of yellow ground flax seeds to your meal. Just has to be once a day. Yellow ground flax seeds. Levels. Find activities that help you relax. Yellow ground, you'll buy yellow flax seeds, but grind them and add a tablespoon to one of your meals. Okay. It's very high in omega foods. Say no more. Thank you, Celine. All those vegetarians out there, note to them as well. And also another thing, just talking Sorry, about Sorry, I, I interrupted you. Carry on, Celine. You've got to add a B12. Sorry, a B12 supplement to your diet once a day. Get a good vitamin B12 supplement because we are not getting B12 in our vegetarian foods. Okay, Prior, prioritize. Uh, I spoke about the anti-inflammatory. Manage your stress levels. Studies show that managing stress can significantly impact your overall health. Promote gut health. Take a probiotic. Harness and the power of positive thinking. Your mindset and lifestyle choices have a profound impact on your health. It's not just about your genes. Get quality sleep. Aim for eight hours of uninterrupted sleep each night and find a routine that works for you. Stay active. Aim for three to five hours of exercise per week and limit alcohol intake. One glass of wine a day increases breast cancer risk by 40%. Remember, these lifestyle changes along with a healthy diet can significantly reduce your risk of cancer and promote well-being. And of course, I do believe in supplements. B vitamins, folate, optimal levels of folate have been shown to help prevent breast and other cancers. My famous talk on vitamin D3 Low vitamin D3 levels in women are associated with a higher risk of breast cancer. Some of my breast cancer patients are given by their doctors 50,000 IUSs of vitamin D3 twice a week. Um, Sulforaphane, that's found in your cruciferous vegetables. And you must aim for at least five servings of these vegetables, including broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts and kale. And if you are not getting those cruciferous vegetables, you must consider a sulforane supplement. Don't forget your omega-3s, your fish oil, and NAC, N-acetyl, it's N, acetylcysteine, is a precursor of glutathione. 
a potent antioxidant crucial for detoxification. And medications like non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and chemo deplete glutathione levels. So if you're a cancer patient and you're on chemo, I would take, that helps boost glutathione levels. Fantastic. Celine, now, we've I do want time. to emphasize we, that while yes. supplements play a role. Oh, we've we got we, to end off now. Yeah, okay. I'm so sorry. I want to you, say, yes. Now, just whether you or your loved ones are facing a cancer diagnosis or concerned about uh, prevention, the mindset is paramount. And here's a quote. Health is not a priority for most people in the course of their daily lives and only surfaces when health problems emerge. Thank you, Nikki. Too true. Oh, Celine, thank you so much. Professor Celine Bernstein, full of passion, so many wonderful insights and so much sharing. There's so much for you to listen to. I recommend you listen to the podcast again. Lovely having you on the show, Celine. And thank you for tuning in. I've so enjoyed being in your company. You. From me, Nikki Severini, until next week, do take care and goodbye.